I wonder what people see when they look at me. Am I a person to you? Can you identify in some way with me? Or am I just another nigga? Subconsciously put into boxes as if we're all the same. That same subconscious is what's boxing in your brains. To see all the pain, all the shit that people with my melanin go through. This pigment, which is all it really is. How does a chemical in my genetic makeup make others wary? I'm still trying to figure this out. I feel the stares of people and their judgment like laser beams in eyes that look cold and unwelcoming. How they try to read you, but the pages would be too great for any comprehension. They're not ready to take a step in my shoes. The size is just too much to fill. While some can live there, Others just look from the outside. Jaws dropped. That was a piece titled White and Black by Tarek Boyce from his first book of poetry titled Black, Blue, Green. It's a book with a collection of 10 years of poetry writing. You can follow him on Instagram at poetry by Rick, spelled R-I-K, for more information. Hello, my unapologetic beauties and bows. Welcome back to a special segment brought to you by Unapologetically Her titled Unapologetically Black. Unless you've been living under a rock with no source or connection to the news, social media, and the outside world, you would know that despite the pandemic going on right now, we as the Black community are facing yet again, let me reiterate, again, pain, frustration, anger, rage, sadness, and confusion, and the darkness of the murder of George Floyd by an incompetent Minneapolis police officer along with his three incompetent counterparts. However, it's not only George Floyd that we've lost, but Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, DeAndre Campbell, among others, are just to name the few who we have lost this year, but adds on to the long-growing list that stems from as far back as our grandparents can remember. This is more than just a protest. This is the Black community trying to have their voices heard and their lives valued. In light of the protests and all that's been going on, both across the border and here in our own backyards, I realize it's not only my due diligence, but my responsibility and right to use my platform to not only voice my thoughts and feelings, but to give others the opportunity to share their voice and thoughts as well. The goal is to not only discuss what's going on, but to discuss how we're really feeling, talk about personal experiences, our history, about oppression, interracial relationships, what it's like to be out there on the front lines, how it feels to be black in today's society. There are so many different ways to experience it, but in one way or another, we're all able to relate to each other. The goal is to touch on things we don't always get to hear about and from the voices that you wouldn't normally hear from on a day-to-day basis. Before I play the interviews, please keep in mind that listeners' discretion is advised. What you're about to hear is one person's experience point of view, and story. No, it doesn't reflect everyone's experience and sentiments on a whole. However, it does shed light on the things that some of us have experienced, felt, and came across. I beg you to refrain from being judgmental, but instead to listen to these voices and use their message as a learning tool. Embrace those who are brave enough to lend their voices to this podcast. In today's episode, I am joined by Melissa as we discuss oppression in both our everyday lives and in the media. I am also joined by Allison as we discuss interracial relationships during these challenging times. I am now joined by Melissa Williams. Melissa, thank you so much for joining the podcast once again. Thank you for having me. Now, I really want to start off, I feel like I start this question off with everyone. How are you? I feel angry. I feel sad. It's gut-wrenching. I feel sick. Like, to see that so many people lost their lives for just being themselves. It's, it's unacceptable. No, I absolutely agree with you. But right now at that phase where you're angry, you're enraged, you're sad, you just have this question mark floating over your head because you're wondering, what's next? Yeah. Now, for today's episode... For your piece, actually, I want to talk to you about oppression because oppression is definitely still a very big topic, something that happens in our everyday life, in media. It's a consistent struggle 
battle. And I first want to start off with talking about oppression in your everyday life, firsthand experience. We always talk about oppressions from strangers, but sometimes it comes from family, it comes from friends, it comes from your next door neighbor. So can you shed a little light on everyday oppression as maybe some of the personal experiences you even had with it? Oh, definitely. It definitely happens every day, sometimes without us even noticing it at all. Yeah, I know that each and every Black person on this earth has experienced racism in some sort of form, at least once in their lifetime, if not more. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you a few examples from my own life. Uh, the first example would be in high school, I was compared to other Black girls. They had to speculate which Black girl was the prettiest for being a Black girl. The second example would be a group of guys were talking about me saying I was the colored girl, knowing that I could hear them. So I was literally sitting in class and they're like, oh, colored girl. And I can hear them and they know that. So that was intentional. Third example was at a university internship, which I was doing free labor. They accused me of stealing. I walked in the room and they said, there's the culprit. Wow. Yep. And then the last example that I would say is the most continuous for me is I've had numerous people in my life call me whitewashed. Oh, I can so oppressing. Yeah. Right. I'm sure you've heard that term as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oppression isn't just found in our judicial systems, it's found in our everyday life. Oppression is found in the racial slurs or jokes spoken by people who we consider to be our friends or even our family. Yes. So I think we should define this term a little bit more. Mm-hmm, this one really hits home for me, and I'm called this on a regular basis, and it needs to stop. Mm-hmm. So let's define this term. It means that in order to be a Black person who doesn't dress like a thug, is not involved in any gangs, speaks with a proper grammar and class, Mm -hmm. must be considered white to validate their intelligence. Don't diminish our intelligence by calling us whitewashed. If you use this term and you are projecting oppression without even realizing it, stop calling your black friends whitewashed. I'm sorry, I'm just going to pause you right there because that that is something that I 100% agree and something that needs to be repeated and said again. Yep, let's say it again. Stop Stop calling calling your friends whitewashed. Yes. It's offensive and it diminishes the positivity in our culture. It represents a negative connotation that black is bad and white is good. Mm -hmm. It means that I need to be considered white to have class. I've had both white people and black people call me this. I'm unapologetically black and speak grammatically correct with no slang. And that's that. I'm not trying to be white. I'm being me. Everybody needs to stop using this term and educate themselves. You don't understand how much that hit the soul right now. Because I'm sure outside of me and you, there's so many other Black women, Black men who feel this. Why do we have to fit a certain stereotype, once again, created by our oppressors in order to be like, well, that's not Black enough. Well, no, no, that's just too Black. Are you sure? Sometimes I forget about how smart you are. And that's another line that I hate that I've heard along with whitewash is I forget how intelligent you can be. Yeah. I forgot how smart you are. Well, I'm sorry. Is there only a certain level of education I'm supposed to I'm supposed to match? Is there a requirement? Exactly. And nobody addresses it because they just see it as a joke. Like, oh, I'm just kidding. It's just a joke. Oh, well, no. I'm not laughing, bitch. It's not funny. It's Excuse not my language, but people need to wake the fuck up mm-hmm. and stop calling people this because it's not okay and stop normalizing it. Thank I'm literally you. done with it. The next person that calls me whitewashed you're out of my life, like cut, done. Like it needs yep. to stop. You're not gonna catch these hands, but best believe you're gonna catch an action. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that 100%. And that's something again, 
sometimes it has to do to in terms of where we grew up we grew up in in a sense two different cities but we still experience the same kind of oppression yeah whether you're from the suburbs or you're from like rural or urban areas if you don't fit the stereotypical norm that's projected by others and the media then all of a sudden hmm well there's something different about you hmm yeah well i just can't put my finger on it and, and that's exactly it because I did grow up in the suburbs. I went to an all white high school. Like, yes. I experienced that firsthand. Right? So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I said. I grew up in, like, you know, I would say, like, the urban areas, the cities. And because of the way I speak, everyone goes, oh, well, girl, you whitewash. Look where you come from. And it's like, it doesn't matter where I come from. Yeah. This is who I am. This is how I speak. And then also because to like because I I'm able to speak French or certain things and it's like oh well you know it's a little bit too much for me and it's like well this is me and this is something exactly. that a lot of people continue to face do not just put people in a box you well you're putting people in a box because of their skin tone because of what you think they should be and that's not okay yeah right and this is not to make it uh, about a situation this is about everyone these are things that people are still going through currently. These little things that people take for a joke, it's not a joke. Yeah. So please think twice before you decide to make this comment. Exactly. Now, we talk about oppression in our everyday lives. We talk about how we see it firsthand. But I also want to talk about oppression in media. Now, mind you, yes, you can say we've had shows like The Jeffersons, A Different World, Girlfriends, Living Single, Blackish, you know, we had these all black shows and cast. Yes. However, oppression in the media is still as noticeable now as it was before the 90s, before the 80s, 70s, 60s. There's more than one stream or medium, I would say, for media, whether it's newspaper, it's commercial, it's television, it's movies, it's music. Yeah, I right? completely agree. So how how would you, I would say, tackle the oppression in media? Can you touch on that a bit? Well, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll give you an example. This is one that I see quite frequently, and I don't think it's addressed enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's more specific, but I think it really does still touch on that oppression that we talked about. Yes. So I'm 25. And I have still not seen someone with my hair texture in a hair commercial. Mm. And I know this is really specific, but we have to look at the the broad picture here. No, representation is everything. Right? And if they do have a Black woman in the hair commercial, she's mixed. Yes. She must have a loose textured curl to be considered beautiful or otherwise less Black. Mm -hmm. Also, look at how they market the products. Want to get rid of that frizzy, messy hair or frizz control? Well, I can't get rid of the frizz. And most Black women can't get rid of that. That is how we were born, with frizzy hair, right? The media tells us it's a sin to have Afro-textured hair. Mm -hmm. They don't need to say it word for word, but we see it. Read between the lines, people. Yeah, they're normalizing that straight, smooth hair is considered good and frizzy is deemed unacceptable. So this dates back to that, I would say, what's it called? The European standard of beauty. You need to have straight hair and the small nose and the small frame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing that people don't really seem to understand. Yes, there's representation in the media, but the representation that you guys are giving us does not represent us as a whole. There's so That's many correct. shows now where I cannot watch and be like, this person looks like me. I identify with this person. You know what? I can watch you and be like, we do have the same struggles. No, we yeah. don't. <laughs> the, the, more, the most that we get right now literally is Blackish. Yeah. I can't name any other show. <laughs> Yeah, and pretty much. most that we get from that show is Mars. What's her name? Marseille Martin. Yeah. In terms of we see representation of someone that looks like us, in terms of their hair, 
in terms of someone actually taking control of the media. Yeah. And that's not to slight her other cast members, but that's to show that you can't even have a full hand of representation. Or maybe it's the representation that they show here in Canada versus the States, because I'm sure the States probably has more programs. Yeah. But being Canadian and watching the program, it's like, okay, so when's somebody going to look like me? And it's not even just the hair commercial. Sometimes it's fashion. Yeah. You see fashion and it's a particular body type. When they go, you know, your quote-unquote average-looking female or male, then they go plus size. But then when you're plus size, there's also an oppression towards them as well because now you have to look a certain way to be a plus size model. So true. Right? So we need, the media needs to step up their game when it comes to representation and realize people of color, black people coming all size, shapes, shades, everything. There needs to be a fair amount of representation for us just like there is for our white counterparts. And sometimes even our Asian counterparts, we need the same fair amount of representation because we are slowly being erased from the media, from the culture, the culture that you claim to love, but you don't give us credit for. Exactly. So my next question for you is, moving forward, how can we help the Black community and make sure our efforts and voices stay consistent? and not just remain a temporary fix. Because we can say all of this now, but let's be honest, like most things, give it a week or two and we're on to something else. Because the society that we live in, there is short-term memory, there is a short attention span. How do we continue to come together and support one another? What can we do about it? I think we need to come together as a community and support each other, not only by voting, and donating and signing petitions. I mean, that can only do so much. Yes. Like, look at the states. They voted and look what happened, right? Like, you can't rely on voting. Got that right. Like, have people telling you to eat Lysol. Like, I don't get it. (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) But we we definitely need to support Black-owned businesses. And we need to spend our hard-earned money within our community and essentially stop making the racists richer and making ourselves poorer. You have to be conscious of where you're spending your money. So think about that. Mm -hmm. Support local, right? Yeah. Support local Black-owned businesses. We think we, we actually, we need to make a list of all these businesses in the GTA or even Canada and Mm -hmm. in Toronto to support the community, right? Like, I don't know exactly how to go about it, but if there's, maybe you could start something, Natalie, where you post it on your Facebook page, just have like yes. local businesses comment and then, you know, we all follow each other and like just start something that way. I absolutely agree. Yeah. It starts. I think we need to have our own heart. kind of forum. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, you definitely made a good point. We need to start, make sure your voices are heard. Yes, vote, petitions, donate but take it a step further. Show, put, in a sense, put your money where your mouth is. Show the actions. Let's support Black-owned businesses. Let's support Black creatives. Let's support Black influencers. Let's support our community. Yes. Put the money back into the community. Put your efforts and your energy back into the community and build them back up. Definitely. It starts now. Absolutely. It starts now. All these times people want to go, oh, well, I need, you know, Gucci this, or I need this brand or that brand. What is that brand really doing for you? Yeah. They're making a mockery out of you right now. Yeah. But yet now that because there's this big protest and everyone's doing this for clout, now I'm just going to write a little PR message. Two sentences yeah. long. Power Let me to make the people. my screen black for one day and then forget about everything. Exactly. Part of like people, you, black you guys get matter. to forget about it's like you guys get to forget about it but we have to live with it every day exactly you know what i'm saying like oppression is literally on our skin it's visible it's rooted into our history yeah and that's what i think people don't really understand is the fact that you say oh why don't you just forget about racism why don't you just forget about this this has been what how many hundreds of years 400 years in the making and yeah they'll continue with it 
we have Remembrance Day every year for something that actually did end. However, when it comes to Black History Month, when it comes to touching on these topics, we're supposed to just shut up and forget? Yeah, because it makes them uncomfortable. Oh, it's uncomfortable. No, well, no, racism doesn't exist anymore. Yes, it does. Yes, it, it does, It's just as much, but you don't see it. Exactly. But it, it's still there. It's still there. And that's my thing. It was like, you think it doesn't exist. Here's my thing. We're talking about doesn't exist. I need to stress this enough. This exists in Canada. Colorism exists in Canada. It might not be as public as America, but honey child, trust me, it's here. Yeah, it's here. And that's the part where I'm just like, we need to educate ourselves. We need to, again, support the businesses. We need to just be more involved and take it beyond a hashtag. Exactly. We need to just not uproar and speak about it when it happens. And yes, I feel like we're all guilty of this. Blacks, non-blacks alike. We need to actually speak on this like it's an everyday topic. The same way we go, how are you? Same way we go, how can I help you? How can I support you? Yeah. This is a long, ongoing struggle. The first time we've ever seen, in a sense, oppression, racism, the act of it, filmed was Rodney King. This was back in like, what, 1990, 91, like the early 90s. And it still continues till today. Or maybe 93. Whatever, which in like the first three years of the 90s, it happened. Yeah. We need to make a change, people. Yeah. But Melissa, do you have, you know, any last words? I feel like I can go on about this all day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, like I said, I think we need to refocus and uh, start supporting the community. Like seriously. Absolutely. That's, that's it. That's the only thing that's going to make us stronger as a community. That's the biggest, that's the biggest takeaway from this. Yeah. support your community support your fellow blacks come together as one stop letting the oppressors and the media and other people divide us yeah yes thank you so much for joining me today melissa thanks so much for you know giving light to this conversation that we don't really get to talk about so Absolutely. this is really great so thank you thank you so much Bye-bye. bye bye <laughs> I hope that you love what you're hearing so far. Stay connected by not only listening to the podcast, but you can watch the recordings on the YouTube channel, Unapologetically Her Podcast, and follow the podcast on Instagram, at Unapologetically Her, and at Unapologetic underscore UH on Twitter. If you want to connect with me personally, your host Natalie Nadine, follow me at Natalie Nadine on all three social media platforms. I am now joined by Allison, and thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. And my first question for you is, how are you? I'm doing all right. Um, Everything that's going on is pretty intense right now. Um, I'm just trying to hold on and just trying to stay as positive as I can during this crazy time. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to just, you know, keep praying, keep the faith, whatever your religious views are or aren't, and just kind of take it day by day. Now, Absolutely. My f- right? Now, my first question for you is, it's one thing to be Black during these times with a Black partner, but how has these times impacted you while having a non-Black partner? It's definitely a lot of discussion based upon of what's going on. Um, it's been awkward, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just talked about like how he mostly asked me how I'm feeling basically about this because it is my community that is going through this. And he wanted to know my point of view of how I feel and what he can do to help because he does know that he can see so much pain that I'm feeling and that the rest of my community is feeling. And all he wants to do is listen, understand, and see how and what ways he can help. 
I love and I think that. that's very important to have in a partner. Yeah. Cause you need to have that in a partner. Like they need to be there to support you, especially not just there for like your good times, but especially times when you're struggling and things are very tough for you. You need that support. Oh, girl, you got yourself a good one. And that's the main thing is to listen, to communicate. You don't want to just hear the person and then go through one ear and out the next. To really listen to them and actually take in what they're saying and realize how can you, how can you take that next step forward? Exactly. Like, that's definitely important. Just especially as like an interracial couple. Like, we even had that discussion about when we have children, you know, how are we going to raise them? Mm-hmm. And everything especially that's happening right now the movement that's going on that's been going on but now it's been so much stronger now due to social media and things like that yeah so he knows that when we have a child they're going to be looked at differently so it's definitely he's well aware of it and he wants to be more educated on it as well Oh, I love that. And that goes to say, like, no matter who your partner is, who your friends are, who your family is, take this time to really educate yourself. Take this time to speak to those who are part of that community, who feel an attachment to that community and really see what's going on past the surface, past the headlines. I believe that 100%. And I feel also as teaching the younger generation too, to teach them what's going on. Don't be afraid to be like, oh, I don't think I'm ready to talk to my kid about this. I think this is definitely the time that parents should be speaking to their kids about this, especially not even just if they're biracial or they're black, any, I think any, it doesn't matter who they are. They should be knowing what's going on. I agree with you a hundred percent. These are not the times to shy away from the conversation or to feel awkward. These are the times where you need to make sure the right information is being transferred because you don't want them to google and go out there listen to just the news and be fed with all the negative that are being portrayed and ignore the positives i agree with that 100 Mm -hmm. now my next question for you is do you think that it's important for your partner to have an understanding of what's going on and clearly yours does but in general I think definitely, I think they should be aware of what's going on. I I think like, how could you not be aware of what's going on right now? Right. But if you blatantly, yeah, but if you like blatantly just ignore what's happening, like that's, that's a problem. That's a problem right there. You're not helping any situation and no one's begging you to be that person that's going to be posting on it on social media or anything like that Mm -hmm. it's just trying to make an effort and even just to yourself trying to educate yourself and be a little bit of aware not even a little be aware in general of what's going on like just don't hide pretend like it's not happening don't be that person that says but it's not happening to me like i don't see it as a problem like, I'm pretty sure you know somebody that is dealing with that situation. So reach out to that person. Like, don't be shy. These are conversations that need to be talked about, especially reach out to that person. And my thing is, too, when we say reach out, don't just send that generic chain text that you sent to all your other 10, 15, 20 friends. If you're going to send out the message, please follow up with a reply. Don't just send Thank it just to send you. it. I don't do that. Yeah, nobody is asking for you to send that copy and paste because, like, no, no, because we could t- we could tell what genuine like anybody could tell like we know you sent that to about how many people exactly how many people did you send that to forward like we know but if you're personal yeah but if it's like a personal message and they're asking like how are you doing like I know you've been dealing with a lot I remember in school like when we we're in high school. Mm-hmm. Like this situation happened, like be more personal about it. And then exactly. that'll open it up because I feel like not every black person is open and wants to discuss it because right now it's a lot to deal with and who yes. knows how many messages they're getting. Right. So I just feel like, you know, just try to be there for them. And if some people don't respond or they don't want to talk about it, kind of understand a little bit in that way too, because not everyone is handling it the same way no absolutely right you have to take every every person differently everyone's their own individual person not everyone's going to have the same feelings the same reaction the same mindset 
So mm-hmm. please just dismiss us with the chain letters, the chain mail. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> but even like my boyfriend, like it was, he didn't, wasn't like, so how are you feeling? Like he wasn't like quick to be like, okay, so I need to ask her. Yes. It was kind of like a gradual moment. Like we were looking at it on TV where it just came up and he just kind of looked at me because he can tell like something was wrong. It was just like, how are you feeling? And I'm the type of person who brushes it off. Like, mm-hmm. eh, I'm good. You know, I'm all right. But he's like, really, how are you feeling? Like, this isn't, like, this is something that's happening right now that's more visible now, that's continuing. Yes. So that I appreciate. Being more personal about it is very appreciated. But definitely don't hide about it. Like, I've had friends that called me and just did, ignored the fact of what's going on. Mostly talked about themselves, but just oh, ignored geez. the whole thing that's going on. Yeah, like, no. Why, like, why'd you even call me? Like, exactly. But you could save them any time minutes for another person. Yeah, like, what? No. <laughs> I don't have time for that. Not funny, but it's funny. Okay, you know what? Next. <laughs> it, it's not funny, but yeah. <laughs> like, it's not funny, but. It's We're being like, honest. People are just like, yeah, John. Like I'm being honest like if you're gonna call me especially now and I'm a woman of color and you're not mm-hmm. and you are calling me and you're posting all these things about it but when it takes you have that opportunity to call me and say how is it going how are you doing how are you feeling during this time but you're just gonna be like guess what I'm doing this weekend like no that's nice like I'm but- glad you're out there again to live your everyday best life however I've seen some people who were close friends and I have not seen them post anything. I haven't heard anything. The text is a chain letter. I'm like, you know what? To each their own. But it, yeah, but honestly, read the room. (laughs) Honestly, it's just like, I just don't get it. It's like, you see it, all these things is like blackout Tuesday, but oh, everyone's posting blackout Tuesday. All right, I see ya. (laughs) <laughs> but here's my dog. Mm-mm, and here's the selfie mm-mm. of me. Boom. It's just like, if just don't post anything at all. Just just one day. Just one just, day. Just one. Just That's one. all we ask. Just, just one. We're just asking for one day. One time for the one day. Just time. one day for our voices to be heard. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so my second question for you is, how have you had these kind of conversations with them? And then how would you suggest someone in this kind of a relationship to go about having these conversations? It's definitely not an easy topic to talk about. Um, it is very uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. Just, just we're always open with each other about things, but when it comes to it, it is very difficult. But I just found that just having the social media bringing it up and being on tv and everything like that it is hard not to discuss it there's mm-hmm. no way that a couple can just ignore that it's happening and not have a discussion about it i feel like right now it's a little bit easier to have a discussion about it because it's wide in the open everyone can voice their opinion about it right now and even people are voicing it behind a computer screen but this is the time where it's a good time to speak about something like this, especially if you're in a serious relationship and you're hoping for it and eventually going to have that family life when you're going to have children and stuff like that. You want to know what their opinion is on these topics because this actually helps with how you're going to raise this child. What mm-hmm. environment is this children this child going to deal with, right? True. This is going to be like, so do I, I want to walk down the altar? Yes or no? Yeah. Like, does this man have a totally different view than I do mm-hmm. like if he's saying that you know this is not a big deal this isn't a, why we make it a, if he said something like that then you know whoa this that's the problem red flag especially if you're in an interracial relationship yeah like if there's this that this is definitely the time especially when you're in an interracial relationship if this is completely he's totally about no I'm not about this movement not really it's not <laughs> a big deal that you know something's wrong and you know the way your children are going to be raised is going to be hella confusing yes so, i think this is the time to really have this deep conversation and not shy away from it 
Absolutely agree. This is a time, even if you're afraid, well, first of all, you shouldn't have to be afraid. If you're afraid, that's already a red flag. However, you shouldn't yeah. be afraid. You shouldn't be afraid to have these kind of conversations. In a sense, you're with exactly. this person. We're not saying it's not to be uncomfortable. Exactly. Yeah. But you knew who but, you're dating. You knew who you got with. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Like, if you didn't know, like, now you know. <laughs> like, now you know. If you don't know, now so, you know. Woo! Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we brought that in. Right. <laughs> but it's true. Like, juicy. now you know. You see, <laughs> you see their true colors at this point. Like, yep. Like, this is showing they're supporting you at this point. Like, they are supporting your community at this point when they're saying, you know, I stick by you. What ways can I help? What ways can I engage? Or, like, things they can do. Mm-hmm. That is definitely a plus. If they are willing to listen and want to be educated, that that is the greatest thing in the world, to have someone wanting to support you, especially yes. on something so big like this right now. Absolutely. Now, my next question for you is, with all the injustice that's currently present in the Black community, when it comes to police brutality, uh, racial profiling, etc., do you think it's important that those who are privileged use their voice to cultivate change and stand up for the oppressed? I think definitely. This is, this, when we see that the protesters, some of these protesters are from different races, you don't know how much of a big change that actually is mm-hmm. and especially with people with such big platforms that they have on social media and bringing awareness to it it's it's making it bigger than what it was originally before it what it was big but we didn't have so much support like we are now it's going across the world like it's yes. huge like i've even seen there's protests going in ireland australia like all these places mm-hmm. are having this protest and it's amazing it's amazing that a group of people not even just a group it's a huge the country huge the world the world is doing this and standing up for something that is crazy that we're still fighting for after yeah. all these years we're still fighting it but we're making history and it's and it's honestly it's beautiful that our generation is part of something that is so big like this. We're making history. History monumental. And that's the thing, mm-hmm. you, always read, you always read about it and it's like, okay, like, you know, well, this happened back the 1960s, whatever, the Black Panther Party, Black Panther Movement. But yep. to actually witness it mm-hmm. firsthand from, from the police it's brutality so to horrible. the people retaliating, to the people wanting to fight for their justice and their rights. I have never signed so many petitions in my life same <laughs> honestly never in my life have i signed that many but i felt like you know i'm doing something i'm exactly. doing something if we can't get out there like yeah sure that we help make that difference and make that change exactly if you can't get out there like there is so many ways you can make a difference especially when they have that youtube you watch that whole thing and do not skip the ads. Mm-mm. Do not skip the ads. The ads go straight to and charity, Black Lives Matter. It goes straight. Exactly. It goes straight to it. And you're not, you're not spending any money. You're not leaving your house. You're doing that social distancing. Mm-hmm. But you're still supporting. So that's also a plus too. Absolutely. And also getting delivery from a Black-owned business is definitely yes. key too. <laughs> Support black not black sponsoring anyone. <laughs> just making yeah. our point, but we're just making our point. We're just we're just saying. <laughs> <laughs> now to kind of tag on to um, using your platform, showing your support. Uh, what was I going to ask you? Do you believe that a person's partner has to vocalize their support as well, or is it just enough to kind of do it in private? You know, I feel like they should be doing at least something. Even if it's not, like, I'm not asking my boyfriend to, pl- oh, please, go on social media and post, post wild. No, no I'm, not, I'm not asking you to do that. Yeah. I'm at least asking you to, you can donate. You can do things like that. You can even do the most, you could do little things, like even supporting a black business. Mm-hmm. Doing things 
reaching out to somebody that is in the black community. Let's check up how they're doing. People don't realize it's not just we're asking you to just post and call it a day and say, I've done my deed for today. Yeah. It's, a, it's just even the littlest things like going to like a black owned business and buying some food from them. You're mm-hmm. also, that's helping the community. You're helping, especially what's going on with Corona right now and how businesses are struggling, let alone being a black business. Helping them out definitely is helping our community as well. So I feel like it's the little things. Like, it doesn't have to all be social media, though. It's so many things you can't do. And also helping us as well as educating yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's another thing is helping us. Helping to understand our community is definitely important as well. So I think all those factors, you're helping us. You might not think it's big, but honestly, it helps us in a big way. Every step, every initiative counts. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Especially with that YouTube video. Oh, yeah. like no one could say, oh, "But I don't have money." But I, but I don't have the time. But you're at home. You have the time. Just let the video. Even you if you have, don't really want to pay attention, let the video play in the background. Turn off your music uh, yeah. for an hour and just let the video play. And don't not skip the even ads. doing anything. Yeah, don't. If you skip the ads, you you just ruined it. But exactly. <laughs> defeated the whole purpose. But just yeah, yeah, lost the whole purpose. But you you already donated in that way. So mm-hmm. there's ways. People say I can't do anything. You absolutely can. Absolutely. absolutely. Now I mm-hmm. want to get just a little bit more personal, and I want to oh, ask right. you, right? Can you touch upon the racism <laughs> that you faced as an interracial couple? Well, you and your partner, as you guys faced. And people like to say that it doesn't exist and that we're welcoming of it. However, it seems like people are more so for those who are in the spotlight versus the everyday couple that you see on the street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because people think, oh, but like, really, does it really happen in Canada? It definitely does happen in Canada. Um, I'm just because it took something like this for out. people to realize, but keep going. <laughs> yeah, honest, seriously. <laughs> but I can't judge people because they weren't in. If they weren't in this relationship, they would have no idea. So I can't judge. But true, it's just from yeah, like from us, just like walking, holding hands, just being out in public. We get dirty looks. We get the kiss of the teeth. We get we get it, but we never got to the point where people will go up to us and say it like we've never got to that point of and i pray to god we don't mm-hmm. but we've never been to that point but it's just i'm like can you repeat that situations. part you've never been what like we've never had like those situations where like people would come up to us or things like that oh okay yeah like the that hasn't happened like i'm just happy that never happened but yeah things like that but honestly, in Ontario, like small towns in Ontario, I don't remember them. But I remember feeling completely awkward being in just a predominantly white area. And people were just staring at just me in general. Because I guess, you know, not a lot of Black people come over there. Mm-hmm. But my boyfriend was very supportive. Like he could tell that I felt completely awkward uncomfortable and he looked at me he's like honestly if you feel uncomfortable i'm uncomfortable so we'll leave like we'll definitely leave real king right there yeah because he's like no way i'm gonna have you walking around with me and you feel uncomfortable he's like i want you to be proud of who you are not like feeling awkward about who you are and if Mm -hmm. this situation puts you in why should we stay here and i thought that was amazing because i'm like but we got like an Airbnb and everything here. But he's like, no, like, no way. We're going to stay here. He's like, because then now we're just both in an uncomfortable place. Yes. We got to leave. So I was like, oh, man, this man's right. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, thank you, Lord. You got a good one. (laughs) Two steps. Two steps. Yeah. (laughs) Like that truly shows like the, not even just a genuine love, 
but you see kind of in a sense you saw your privilege but you also saw how in a sense not how the other side feels but how the other side feels in a sense where okay well now my girlfriend is kind of looked at as this foreigner this strange exotic animal this is weird yeah <laughs> like like call like, it like it is because <laughs> if it was the other way around like i'm pretty sure like i would definitely be like we're leaving like <laughs> you feel awkward go. i'm gonna force you like, to there's no way that you don't feel comfortable in and then that's just gonna spoil your whole week and your day exactly and i know and he knows that i'm just gonna be better all day like i'm not gonna be fun <laughs> at all i'm just gonna be giving him the look like why did you take me here exactly why'd you do this to me like why are we still here yeah <laughs> why aren't you listening <laughs> but no uh, luckily that was good and i think also too we're kind of fortunate on this part that both of our families are supportive of our relationship oh, because yes. on because there is those relationships where parents are like he's what he's a white guy like some will be like no absolutely not you need to stay within your race mm -hmm. and i think and i feel so horrible for those people like my boyfriend and i actually we have it good at that aspect because yeah. when your family doesn't support you in something like this that's heartbreaking especially when they say "Nah, we're not going to your wedding don't support this mm. that must be the hardest thing in the world Especially, too, some of the p parents would be like, oh, I don't support you having the child with him. I, I, don't, I don't agree with this grandchild. But that's, all of that would just tear me inside. But there's people who's actually dealing with that every day. That's heartbreaking. Like, it's yeah. 2020, so, not 1920. Yeah, but unfortunately, people are stuck there. They, they don't know how to get out. Mm. And, and then it just gets passed down bad. from generation to generation which makes it worse break the cycle educate yourselves and each other exactly and see then it goes right back to what's happening today with, <laughs> with the movement that's going on exactly like, you gotta educate yourself especially they can see what's going on but they're like oh no but we don't want to have any part of that like there's just it's just insane but we're fortunate in that part to not have to deal with that. The public, yeah, we're gonna have to deal with that. But the mm -hmm. main people that matter, like your friends and family that support it, that's all that really matters on the exactly. end. Exactly. Those people that you see on the street, you're lucky if you're gonna see them a second time again. Yeah, like I'm just like, you can kiss your teeth, you can give me all those look all you want. I'm like, oh, all right, that's fine. Right. See you never. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Still got my man like at the end of the day. Shoot. Yeah. But even like women thinks like, oh, they must be bitter in their relationship. Like something must be hurting them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it bothers you. Why? I actually want to kind of trail from that conversation, kind of tie in something. How do you feel when people criticize, oh, well, she couldn't find someone of her own race? Oh, I I lose it. I lose it when people say like things like that. Like I couldn't find. Like I was on a hunt. Mm -hmm. Like this was a, a hunt for me to be like, oh, you know, I'm gonna go and find myself a white guy. Like that was not it. Yes. It's it's not like that. And it's not that I, I love Eddie Frank, but it's not I fell in love with who he was, who mm -hmm. he is. Not because of the color of his skin definitely not that is not it and i don't Wasn't think people are yeah exactly and that's the problem now is people are fetishizing over oh i want myself a black girl oh i want myself a black guy oh i want like no no one's like why are you fetishizing over that mm -hmm. like at the end of the day they're a, they're a person they're somebody with a personality like i don't know like i just don't understand like if he was he's white but if he had a horrible personality i'm not gonna be talking to him Facts. goodbye <laughs> so it does like it doesn't matter at the end of the day but the problem is in social media people are hung up on with the whole oh yeah interracial couple especially on tiktok oh god so couple check like what what the hell is that <laughs> Like, can somebody tell me what the hell is interracial couple check? You're a couple. 
like no one needs to check that you're interracial couple. And you both bleed the same blood. So unless he's an alien from Mars, like exactly. And that's that drives me nuts. <laughs> At the end of the day, you that, fall in love. Love is love. You fall in love with the, the characteristics. Of, yes. Love is love at the end of the day. Like, nobody, you don't have to be, like, going on about it and be like, the, oh, yeah, we're an interracial couple. Like, look at us. Like, hi, hi, for the clout. And that's mostly what, I can't say everyone's doing that, but when you look at it, clout, that's what it is. They when can have been in a relationship for two days and all of a sudden there's a YouTube channel and an Instagram page. Yeah, they're getting sponsorships and all this. And I'm like, no, like, no, not about it. <laughs> nope. Like what I want to make. And, but then it kind of makes it awkward because sometimes I'm like, oh, I kind of want to make like a TikTok. But then I don't want people to perceive me as, oh, she's just like another black girl with her white boyfriend. They just want to make, just do it for the clout, which it's not, which it's not. So that refrained me from even doing it mm-hmm. for that reason. And mind you guys, she's been with this guy for a long time. This is not no fresh off the boat relationship. Oh God, no, no. <laughs> so we just, want, I just want to make that, that clear. Yeah, I want people to know. Yeah, where it's like almost going on four years. This, yeah. yeah, this October, I don't want to <laughs> mess that up. But yeah, like it's not like oh we're just doing it for fun. No, no, it's serious. Mm-mm. Oh, I'm telling you, oh, the children of today's society. Ooh, child. It's, it's stressful. And it's that, that young generation, that Gen Z Mm-mm. watching you guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old millennial. I know I can hear I can see you guys. Right? That's also why I'm not joining TikTok. Mm-mm. I'm too old for TikTok. You know, I tried and I <laughs> fell off after like six videos, maybe. I'm like, you know what? These dance moves. I like my Mary J. Blige one, two step. Yeah. Like, what is that? Like, no. Why? <laughs> I was no, able to do the first savage, savage dance. The second one, I'm like, never mind. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I didn't even try the first one. My knees no. are too old for this. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw my back out. Nope. Right? Nope. <laughs> Yeah, can't do it. Nah, can't do it. Yeah, do it. Throw your back out challenge. I can do that. Throw your back out challenge. We need to make that a thing. Any of you guys are on TikTok, make that a thing. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, we sound so old. Throw your back out challenge. You know what? Next question. (laughs) I'm over here. And we're keeping his pee food, people. I'm making <laughs> bar think of something else. Just letting you guys know. Mm-hmm. This is, well, should be suitable for all ages. <clears throat> right. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait to listen to this again. Okay, so moving forward. <laughs> How can we help and educate our community, both black and white and all the others, when it comes to interracial relationships and the injustice that happens in the black community? How do we make sure our efforts and voices stay consistent and not remain a temporary fix? How do we continue to come together and support one another? I think of just like educating yourself and even you know, I know I can understand some people that aren't in that interracial relationship and thinking also about how they grew up. Like they must probably could have had parents that told them, you know, you better stay in within your race, Mm -hmm. like things like that. And they see somebody else. They're like, so why are you with somebody else? You know? So I I can understand, I can kind of try to, I try to understand how they are in that way. But I feel like if they want to know, they could ask, they can kind of, there's so much information out there and with this too helping with the podcast like there's so many ways you can hear somebody's voice and hear their struggle about things especially Mm -hmm. too with interracial couples like just listen hear it out educate yourself on it you know and don't belittle or look down upon another relationship because also you don't know what struggle they're dealing with like you do not know 
So I feel like that just being more aware and being with the times 2020, like as a new, as a new generation, like we got to make a change. Like we have to change mm-hmm. that point of view. Like there's, there's no way we should be growing up in a society where it says nobody belongs. N- this race should not be together. Like, why are we segregating each other? Exactly. You know? So I think, I think we, in all of this, I think we just need to make a change. We are the new generation and we need to make a change. Know that yet the old mentality is, it's not working anymore. It's Mm-mm. time to step up and be a voice. So that's my, my take on it. I love that. Every, everything you just said. Absolutely. I, I hope you guys were like, you know, taking notes. You caught a little one too. All jokes aside, yeah, we've been joking, but the topic at the end of the day is serious. And this is something that you don't normally get to hear about. We just know, okay, mm-hmm. it's race, it's A, and it's B. What happened to C, D, E, F, G? Exactly. There's so many. Like, I people would just say, see the good part. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like, especially on social media. Oh, yeah. Like, like they don't talk, not, I can't say everyone, but they don't really see the struggle that they'll have to deal with or the judgment that they get, or especially the nasty comments that these people get. Like, I look at some of the comments that people, interracial people get, and it's disgusting. It's mm-hmm. disgusting that people say these kind of things now, now in this age. But when you look at what's going on on TV, on social media, it makes sense about the match. The movement, like, yeah, it kind of all ties in together. Absolutely. Not everyone's changed. Not everyone's changing. This is what they're being taught. It's being passed down. I feel like no one grows up. No one is born to hate. It's something that's taught. Absolutely. It's something no, that's unfortunately no is child. Learned. Yeah, no child grows up and is racist. Like, it's not a thing. Mm-mm. Especially when you see those videos. Like, it's so cute. Like, a black kid and a white kid playing with each other. Right? The little babies are and running just, to hug each other. Oh. Yeah, my friend! So mm-hmm. cute. Like, that... But those boys weren't like, oh, but you're black. Oh, but you're white. Like, no. It's no. because their parents just taught them that he's a human being. You're a human being. You guys play with each other because you guys like each other. You guys are having fun together. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why you're throwing the race card in there. And even like, and then even like making the race card turn it into like a negative about the person. Yes. So, you know, it all stems from where the parents is sometimes, you know? Absolutely. It, it, starts, starts it always starts with the parents. It starts with the household. It starts at home with you. But then as you get older. Yeah. And exactly. As you get older, you can make a change yourself. Even though if your parents were like that too, you know? When you get older, you realize within the world, like, wait a minute, this isn't right. Like, you would realize it. But it's up to you at that point if you want to change or not. Yes, absolutely. And that actually concludes it. If you have any final remarks, any last words you would like to share, people to know? I just think I would love people to just educate themselves. Don't be so quick to judge. I think that's my thing. Don't mm-hmm. ever be so quick to judge. Don't ever look down on somebody because they're fighting a fight that you have no idea what it is. And it could be so tough. So especially like with the interracial couple, as we're talking about, you could be looking upon them, giving them dirty looks, and they're probably getting it the worst at home. So, you know, mm-hmm. they feel like they're having this freedom to go outside and express their love with each other and hold hands because they can't do it near their family. And then that look or that word that you gave them destroyed them. So I just want people to take that in too. So just imagine that you're getting it from home. And then when you think that you're feeling okay and safe and you can do this in public, it's not, it's not. So I want people to take that away too with them and see how it feels on the other side. Ooh, that that struck a chord. That struck a chord. So I want people to take that in and see how it feels. And believe me, your mindset, hopefully your mindset changes after that. Got that right. Allison, thank (laughs) you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you really sharing your testimony with us. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, no problem. I loved it. (laughs) 
Bye. Bye. This concludes another episode of Unapologetically Black. Thank you so much to Melissa and Allison for joining me today. If you have any comments, questions, or podcast topics, hit me up on social media at unapologeticallyher on Instagram and at unapologetic underscore UH on Twitter. Also, don't forget you can listen to the podcast on various platforms, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Podbean, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Once again, thank you all for listening. Hopefully you'll tune in for a new episode. Much love, peace, stay safe, and stay black.